A vision without action? That's merely a daydream. If you see yourself living the marina lifestyle, stop dreaming and start living. Magnificent waterfront properties, a stunning hinterland, lakes, gardens, a pool, gym, tennis courts. You'll find it all at Calypso Bay, only 45 minutes from Brisbane. It really is heaven on earth. A master-planned community offering a luxury lifestyle like no other. Premium waterfront land now selling. Click through for more details. Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I am your host, Deb Goldberg. And it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today, and it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, Joy. She is um, offering a Story Smasher program right now. She's also the host the I'm sorry, the host of um, From Zero to Shacky, uh, and she's a producer of Shacky on Fire podcast. She is an author and has written From Zero to Shacky, and I am, uh, I've read her book, and it's awesome, and I've got to speak with her a lot um, in between. Um, we've become friendly, and uh, she has been um, awesome in the programs that she has developed. She is a life coach, a narrative therapist, an aroma freedom technique specialist, a warrior goddess facilitator, and her mission is to ignite kick-ass lives. She has a burning vision of empowering one million wo- women to do three million good deeds by 2028. So uh, welcome, Joy. I'm sorry that things are a little uh, messed up, but well, you know, when we go live, these are sometimes things that we have to deal with. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit about um, your story and how you um, got to do what you do. So I started out uh, wanting to, uh, well, I started one of the first pole dancing studio in Singapore, and I had it uh, since 2005. I ran it for seven years. And then I came to uh, the point when I was going to finish my bachelor in psychology. And it also felt like uh, I'm kind of done with my journey with my pole dancing studio. And I wanted to know what's the next mountain that I can climb. 
And given that I was uh, born in a family of five sisters, the six of us, so women empowerment is pretty much uh, the thing, I guess, in our family. And I was very intrigued by this concept of being a life coach. So I decided that that's going to be what I want to do. In the journey of uh, preparing myself to be a life coach, I realized that the first woman that I need to help to heal and empower was myself. So that started my warrior goddess journey, going to Sedona last year to the to the desert and to do a firewall with 50 other women I've never met. And then accidentally became an author, uh, writing my experience of healing myself and the journey to Sedona. And then one thing leads to another. I got very interested in um, therapeutic modalities as a result of uh, all that has happened. And so that went into more studies and certification like um, aroma freedom technique, uh, narrative therapy, and um, now combining my skills of um, being a life coach with all that I have learned in my um, therapeutic modalities. So, yeah, that's... Uh, story behind it. And that's awesome. Um, and we finally have Lynetta on with us. So welcome, Lynetta. Um, Hello. I'm <laughs> Hello. Uh, oh, can my. you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. I'm so excited Yay! because I didn't know if we were going to actually get through this. This has not really happened before. So Well, but we did. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here. We kicked. Yeah, that's, we all kicked that, that's all that matters. We, right. We smashed the story, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, why don't you um, tell us a little bit about this uh, Story Smasher program, uh, the coaching program that you have? So I'm really uh, passionate about this uh, new coaching program that I have because uh, the backstory behind it was um, I was doing a woman empowerment uh, work for a while now, but I felt like I didn't have a very specific anger. And to be honest, I was a little bit frustrated about it. I was like, okay, so women empowerment is still uh, really huge and it ranges from so many topics, but I would like to specialize. But I didn't want to specialize for the sake of specializing by just randomly picking a topic. I wanted it to resonate with me, but I was just lost for a while and I, I could not find anything. And then at one point I got really frustrated and I sat down, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And then the, when I got quiet, then everything started coming to me and I was thinking of my book, From Zero to Shakti. It's about my own healing journey, uh, a lot of, well, forgiveness <laughs> behind the story, forgiving others, forgiving myself. And then I was thinking, hey, you know, that's a very good uh, point to start my own story. So from my book, can I find an anger that I can uh, focus on? And I did another interview before, and the host actually titled our interview as um, Shattering Your Stories with Joy Link. And I remembered that I really loved that title, and it so resonated with me. So it was kind of like joining the dots. And then the light bulb just came on, and I'm like, yeah, that's it. I specialize in stories and smashing stories. 
because it's exactly what I did, and I shared it in my book, and that's kind of what I've been so occupied with all this time before being a life coach, shattering my own stories to prepare my journey as an empowerment coach for women. And so for, for some strange reason, I remember the title of the, pod, uh, the, podcast, uh, the podcast interview as Shattering Your Stories, when actually she titled it as, uh, sorry, uh, I remember it as Smashing Your Stories with Joy Ling, when actually she titled it as Shattering. So later when I realized my mistake, so I sat with it, I'm like, okay, so we have these two words here, smashing, shattering, which one should it be? And it just kind of felt more drawn to smashing, I guess, because it's more energetic and I could relate to that quality. So that kind of started the whole thing and I wanted then to back my story with, um, you know, an actual modality with techniques behind it and then it became like but of course narrative therapy so it was really one thing leading to another and from narrative therapy and all the other modalities that I was learning at the same time like aroma freedom technique that kind of just the whole program just came about pretty much by itself it was such an organic um, step-by-step process truly I just followed the signs and so the whole um, Story Smasher program came into being. Well, th- the, and it's awesome that you're listening and you're getting all of this information from inside. But I thought maybe we should touch on aromatherapy because I don't know that everybody knows what that is. So aroma freedom technique is... Um, Created by Dr. Benjamin Perkins, and he has been um, an essential oil user and um, psychologist for many years. So he has a deep love for essential oils and has always wanted to combine his love for essential oils with his work. But he wasn't really sure what to do, so he kind of experimented for a while. And then, um, based on um, the fundamentals of many different schools of psychotherapy, he came up with this 12-step process, which you do alongside with uh, a certain uh, essential oil. So I found out about AFT during um, an online summit, and I got really curious about this, <laughs> to be honest, in the beginning. I was kind of skeptical. I was like, really? Essential oil can do all this for you? I guess I was more of the general um, idea that, oh, you know, it smells good and it's good for your body, but that's pretty much it. But I was really curious about it, and I love essential oil myself. So I went on a free webinar where um, it was AFT to heighten your intuition. And as I went along following the instructions, something actually shifted in my, um, my, my experience. There was this painful memory that I brought up during the webinar, and it really shifted. I felt my pain lessened, and I felt the memory um, being uh, further away. I was disassociated with the memory, and I was just blown away by what I've experienced. I was like, wow, maybe there is something here, something substantial. So I got very excited. I signed up for the EFE certification, and well, I guess then, you know, as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> right. And I've had the pleasure of doing an aromatherapy session with you, which was um, pretty pretty interesting. That just by smelling, um, uh, you know, I don't know if I had three or five scents that they um, and that 
some resonated more than others with me. And then it was actually able to open up um, some powerful information that needed to come from inside. Mm, indeed. Uh, what I really loved about AFT is it sounds so deceptively simple. Oh, it's just 12-step process and that's it. But, well, I guess... Um, it is still a proven 12-step uh, process. Uh, there is still little nuances that if you do it with a practitioner, there is a lot more value. But if you want, you definitely can do it yourself with your preferred essential oil. Although Dr. Perkins uh, strongly recommend young living because you know, you're breathing it and it goes straight to your brain and the quality of the essential oil is essential. What I loved about uh, EFT is a few reasons. One is it's a very simple process. Secondly, it's, it's not therapeutic, it's not talk therapy, so you don't really have to spend a lot of time. In fact, uh, Dr. Perkins stresses on that we have to follow the steps. We cannot kind of um, get um, drawn into the story and then it becomes talk therapy. We have to stick to the 12-step process and then guide the clients through it. And thirdly, it's, it's kind of non-intrusive, um, meaning that you don't have to share all the details of your painful memory if you don't want to. And I will still be able to very successfully facilitate the session for you um, to achieve the desired outcome. And so for all this reason, I find it's a really elegant solution for people. Maybe they're not so prone to sharing too much. Um, they want to get some clearing done without indulging on the details. And at the end of the day, if you think about it, essential oil is really the pure life force of the plant. So it's truly, truly like earth medicine. And, and that kind of link us back to like really old uh, ways of healing and being, such as like shamanism, and I really liked that connection, you know, the connection with earth and uh, using earth to heal ourselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. Hi, Joy, this is Lynetta. How are you? Hi, finally we get to meet. I'm awesome. <laughs> good, good. I have a question. You know, it seems like there are so many components to this. It really feels like a holistic program, this smasher program. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, what, um, who would be like, who would this program be ideal for? Who is the ideal woman or the ideal person that this program would be really suited for? If I'm listening to this, how would I know like, oh yeah, that's for me? Okay, so firstly, I'm so happy that you say it sounds really holistic because then it's like, yes, I did it, <laughs> because that was truly the intention behind it. I didn't want it to be, um, I started this program also because of a frustration I had as a life coach. I felt like I have very so-called successful sessions with my clients. There's aha moments, deep insights, everyone's inspired, and there's agreed um, action. But oftentimes, uh, they will come back, either the, the commitment to the task uh, wasn't so strong, and uh, they didn't really do the things that they say they would do. And I felt like I was really frustrated about that. And the client genuinely did not understand also why they didn't complete their task. And I thought I wanted a growth that is um, an improvement that is sustainable, but it sometimes feels like it just stays in the room. It doesn't go out. And then it mm. came to a point where it occurred to me that, wait a minute, I'm doing life coaching, and that's pretty much engaging your conscious mind. But mm, hasn't it been proven that that's only like 5 or 
at best 10% of our entire human potential. And then I was like not satisfied with that. I'm like, wow, all this effort, time and training, I'm just talking to 10% of that, the person. That just didn't really gel very well with me. So I was like, okay, you know, let's explore the other 90%. Then um, I will have to go into the subconscious run. And that means uh, you do have to engage a very different kind of modality. So that really started my whole journey into the therapeutic um, path. We try to engage uh, someone in their totality rather than just speaking to that 5 or 10%. So that kind of started... One of the reasons why I moved in this direction that eventually uh, have the creation of Story Smasher. And to answer your question as in how would I know is Story Smasher is the program for me. I think to put it very simply, the name itself implies uh, the whole heart of Story Smasher program. My goal is to help you to identify and then smash this disempowering stories that you might have about yourself, about the world that you live in, about the people around you. So what do I mean by that? So for example, um, self-talk, like what are the words that you use uh, when you talk to yourself, uh, when you talk to other people? Like for some people, for example, they're like, oh, you know, my work is crap. And, you know, I just can't stand this kind of people. Why are they always in my surrounding? You know, just from that alone, they really give you a lot of clues, the kind of stories that you might be telling yourself. Oh, you know, you know what? I just can't do that. I'm always bad at this. So hmm. from there, you pick up the clues. These are all these disempowering stories that you keep repeating yourself. You just keep strengthening that, um, you know, neural circuits and but these stories have no value for you. And then we have to trace what is the belief system behind it is supporting these stories because your belief system might be faulty as well. So we bring in uh, modalities like narrative therapy, uh, CBT to question all the, the whole setup, so-called, of the way you set up your, your life, you know, this belief system and these stories that translate into these feelings and this, this um, behavior. Is this really serving you in your life? What could be a better story? What could be a more self-nurturing story? Then from there we move to phase two, which is after we have done the smashing, what I call the massive house cleaning, then we can choose and anchor in the more self-nurturing stories and to from there move your energy in a completely different direction and from there have completely different outcome, moving you closer in the right direction towards what you really want out of your life and who you want to be in this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, that does sound powerful. So what <laughs> could I what could I expect? Like how would I know it worked? Like if I went through this program at the end of it how would I know that it worked? What what types of um, changes would I notice or see in my life? I think um, first and foremost, um, I always believe uh, your feelings are always the the first sign of whether what whether there's something wrong with the picture or whether um, everything is 
in uh, congruence with what you want. So if you notice how you feel in on a daily basis, has it shifted? Um, how what word would you describe um, to kind of um, describe how you feel on a uh, on the average on a daily basis? Or normally I feel this. And what about right now? Like say, so the program is um, six months program, but there is a three months option. So after the program, how do you feel now? And on on you know, as we always like to do the scaling from zero to ten, how often do you feel your on the average your daily life, the quality of your daily life is? And so there is a kind of like evaluation rating scale on how you feel and the kind of hmm. thoughts that you have in your mind in the past, how would you scale it? So from the scale itself, which you would take before the program and after the program, you will get a pretty good sense of like how far you have come. Has anything changed? Hmm. That's really good because I think, you know, you talk about, you know, even if you're in a program for two months or three months, it can get to the point where you forget where you were and where you came from. So being able to oh, yes, have yes. sort of a schedule or like, you know, a rating system so I can say, wow, look at this. I really have grown. I could see that being really helpful and powerful to anyone. Yes. And the other mm-hmm. element in Story Smasher is uh, one of the um, work that you have to do on a daily basis is that uh, I call it the Smash Diary. So you have to write at least five sentences every night before you sleep about uh, what went on on your day, how do you feel, and do you have any intention that you might like to set for tomorrow. And so that five sentence every day is um, really powerful because that you planting little seeds every night and there is a reflection, a weekly email that you have to write just to kind of using your Smash Diary input to ha- kind of have a sense of, oh, how did my week go based on the coaching call and what I'm supposed to do? How did I feel this week? What are the new aha I had? And to just string everything together. So can you imagine after you finish the program, just looking at your weekly reflection email alone from the beginning, the first reflection email to your last reflection email, that alone will just give you that huge like, oh my gosh, I've covered so much terrain and I forgot some parts of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And there is so much to it because our victim stories are, um, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're throughout our belief system. So I think that's a great way to actually uh, figure out where else am I having stories that maybe I wouldn't have recognized. Yes, definitely, indeed. And so even with uh, my interview with our dear Debbie over here, the topic was forgiveness, right? And forgiving is also taking back your power when you are doing the when you're doing a victim story and you're not forgiving then you are giving out your power you're saying oh you did this to me you caused me to feel this way so when we take that story say okay let's look at this story let's dissect it and see how is this story serving you? What is another more empowering way of telling this story? Let's put on a different lens and let's just play and see what happens. Um, then things start to shift and, and stuck energy starts to get 
dislodge little by little. And this is something that, well, to be honest, most of us, we can't do it by ourselves. We kind of need someone else who's somehow trained in a certain way to help us to shift. Because imagine looking at this story, owning this story for so many years. How, how are you going to shift it? You, you wouldn't know where to begin. Mhm. 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 You know, I'm wondering too. So, I know in your book, Joy, you talk about your history and your past and where you've come from, and there was um, there's been some pain and some joys in there, definitely. Um, and I'm wondering, how does one tell the difference between when their story, uh, which is their truth, their life, is toxic versus when it's empowering? You know, because I hear you saying, like, we smash through the beliefs and the stories that don't serve us. Um, How do we determine that? You know, like, oh, this is my story, this is my truth, versus this is my victim story, this is, and it's not serving me. How do you discern? So I have two very simple ways to answer this question. Firstly, I think I'm going back to feelings. So I'm always going to go back to feelings because to me, feelings Mm -hmm. is um, our body intelligence telling us, hey, something is wrong or, oh, Mm -hmm. this is the truth because it feels good. So it's always going back to your feeling. When you think of this thing, how do you feel? Like just be still and quiet. Does it give you joy? Um, does it make you stress in a certain way? Does it move your energy in a negative direction? So I think instinctively go to your feelings because that is kind of I I feel that is your first wisdom your your first wisdom gate and you don't you are born with this intelligence and we just don't have enough of this intelligence. And the second answer is I would say. Imagine that you're talking to your little child, your little girl, your little boy, because children, they are pure. Mm-hmm. They are not conditioned by what the world say is right or wrong. Children is very instinctive and they are so authentic and honest. If they like something, you can see in their face they, they love it. And if they really are repelled by something, you can also see that. No, they really don't want to have this thing. So there is no excuses, stories, or belief system. They're just pure. So imagine if you're talking to your little girl uh, about this. And what is the, how is your little girl responding? I think that would be like uh, really intuitively your truth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So from that perspective, if, she, if she's responding um, like painfully or fearfully, or then it would be more of a, that's your sign that it's more of a victim. Is that what you're saying? Whereas if yes. she responds like more leaning in or interested or if she's empowered by it, then that's a sign that it's, it's a more empowering story. Is that the dichotomy? Yes. And um, okay. I, I just feel um, at this point wanting to bring in a, a modality called emotion code. So emotion code is created by um, Dr. Nelson Brandley. And emotion code uh, basically uh, talks to your subconscious mind to identify the trapped emotions that you might have that you might not even remember consciously, and to clear these trapped emotions before they manifest into any kind of disease, whether it's physical or emotional or mental. Um, 
So one of the tests for emotion code is, uh, they call it, the, I believe they call it a body sway. So what you do is when you stand um, in just a neutral position, uh, you know, feet slightly apart to balance yourself, and if you try to stand perfectly still, you will realize that it is completely not possible because of all the chi and all the energy in your body, they are constantly moving. So you will notice mm. that your body will, no matter what, sway a little bit forward or back um, just to maintain that energy. So if you say something affirmative or if you say love or yes, and you notice how your body moves, you will realize that your body somehow will tend to move slightly forward. Just like a mm. plant will always uh, gravitate towards sunlight, it doesn't matter from which direction, the, the plant will always, always gravitate towards sunlight. It's like the universal truth, that's how the universe works. So likewise, if you say something that is life-negating, say death or war, and you will notice that your body tends to just automatically will sway slightly backwards. And so mm. that is the body intelligence that I'm talking about here. It's actually the same thing. We have intuitive intelligence within ourselves because we are part of the universe. And so the universal intelligence is a part of us. And we just don't tap enough into it. So if you want to know if something that you do, the story that you're telling, is it serving you or not, you have to go quiet. You have to go with it. How do you feel when you think about this story? Hmm. Mm-hmm. So your body is always giving you messages through feelings, and I think pain too. I think pain is trying to yes. tell you something as well, that something's amiss or something needs to be worked on or energy's trapped. Indeed, right. at the end of the day, I think the universe has only two types of emotion, love, fear. When you think about this, are you coming from a place of love? Are you coming from a place of fear? When you say this word, is is it uh, vibrating the energies of love? Or is it vibrating the energy of fear? And in, a, and in fear, it means so many things. It can be hurt, it can be anger, it can be terror, it can be betrayal. But at any of day, it's all the same. It's just different variations of the same energy. It's just from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we do, we don't pay attention to our feelings a lot because we've been um, through the ego. We have been taught not to pay attention to our feelings that we stay stuck in our head. So this is really getting mm-hmm. into your body and understanding how you react to the words that you're saying, the stories that you're telling, how you are experiencing life, basically. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. So that's why in this story special program, there is also mindfulness practice. I consider Smash Diary as part of the mindfulness practice because we're just so much in a hurry every day to get through our to-do list, like from A to Z, and I have to say, sometimes I'm guilty of that. So we, we, don't, we don't pause enough, we don't stop enough and just breathe. Like just breathe and just focus on that breath. And just focus on this moment. How are you feeling? And what are you thinking? We don't do that anymore. We just rush through the day as if like uh, there's there's so much uh, things to do, so many 
so many things to complete, but how about just being for change? And so I also would like Stories Measures to be a good practice ground where clients can start including the element of mindfulness practice into their life and to kind of integrate it into a part of the sense of who they are. So they, the clients will also be taught uh, what I do on a daily basis to ground myself and there will be also other elements, just simple uh, like uh, elements that has, um, I call it like tapping and this is like influenced by Qigong and also uh, EFT, tapping the meridian point in your body, waking up your body so that you can activate your body and and use that to feel, hmm, how do I feel now? Because I think sometimes we're just so dead to how we feel. When I started on my AFT um, training, so one of the points is after you, uh, uh, how do you feel is a, is a big question in the 12-step process. And it amazes me how most of us have no idea how we feel. So that was a huge shocker for me when I did the AFT program and I was like, wow, what's going on? Like, isn't this such a basic question? And I realized that, um, no, most of us have no clue how we feel. My clients would just look at me blank. Um, I'm not sure. And I was like, wow, I even have to create a chart with different feeling words, uh, negative words, so-called so negative words, positive words so that uh, when they look lost, I can just give them the chart. Okay, when you look at this chart, is there a word that most resonates with how you're feeling now? We need AIDS to help us to identify how we feel. I mean, that makes you pause and think about how we're living, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly. Does. You know, it's, it's interesting because one of my specialties is trauma um, healing and as I work with people, it is, you know, I always say the body never forgets anything. So if we really want to, I mean, I like what you're saying about tapping into, you know, being mindful and really attending to our feelings and how we're feeling in our body because it's, it's so interesting how somebody could walk in and you say, oh, how are you? And they'll say, oh, I'm fine. And then, but their hands are clenched, their teeth are clenched, <laughs> there's a big vein popping out in their forehead, and they're completely oblivious mm. to the fact that their body is holding all of this tension and all of this frustration mm. because we do live in our heads. So it mm -hmm. sounds like your program really focuses on that, like you said, those other aspects that tradition, just straight mind-focused coaching or therapy, you know, stays on your program, actually looks at it from a different angle and, and gets into different areas that may not be as, we may not be as consciously aware of. Mm, yes, because, uh, and we think about it, I'm fine. Uh, you know, it's such a typical response. And we, I mean, I, I do it myself in the past before I have this awareness. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. I'm good. What exactly does that mean? What is good? You know, we're so used, we're so conditioned. We have, it's like we're just like this robot, we just churn out replies that is socially acceptable. We have no idea what we're talking about. We are not even willing to just pause and like, hmm, yeah, actually, how do I feel right now? And, uh, mm -hmm. and also, I think we have to take responsibility so often when we say, how are you? We don't really, do we really mean it? Or we're just like, okay, let's just get, get this over and done with how are you? Fine, okay, then let's move on to the main thing that I actually want to tell you. Well, mm. it's really sad. We stop connecting. We just do this automatic 
sequence, and then okay, let's do the real thing, which is like you know something to do, something that's probably going to be logical and purely just based on a conscious mind. We start connecting, which is doing the polite stuff, and I'm like, stop being polite, just stop it, just be connected with each other. What can be more important than human connecting with humans before anything else? But we somehow sadly just lost it. And so when you lose that connection, I think with one another, in a way you also lose connection with yourself because you don't deem it important enough to connect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a problem I think in the first place is we're not connected to self. And if we're not connected to self because we're not paying attention, then we can't connect to other people. And so the relationships that we have are not, they don't feel the way that we want them to. We don't, we don't feel, um, we don't feel that intimacy, that connection because we are um, not connected to our own self. Yes, I think everything is interconnected, you know, like it's, it's just like uh, the wheel of life, it's just like the body system, everything is connected and even like this concept of the meridian point, uh, when you think about how fascinating isn't it that you can press a point on your hand or press a point on your feet and that's supposed to be connected to your kidney, but your kidney is mm-hmm. far away from your feet, but it's all interconnected, so I think likewise how we communicate with ourselves is going to reflect out into the world because you're going to do the same thing with other people if you don't pause and just show some self-compassion today to yourself you have no idea and you won't see the need to do that for someone else because you don't you don't even do it to yourself so when you start paying attention to the relationship you have with yourself with the stories you keep telling yourself in your head that you will you just can't help it but will do the same for other people you will start noticing what are what are they not saying when they're saying this and you it becomes very intuitive because you're just honing the same skills and you're applying on yourself with other people and the reality is we're all born like that intuitive pure wise with just infinite wisdom within ourselves but along the way we just forgot mm-hmm mm-hmm sure. yeah and you know i see your program too as being really um helpful especially i work a lot with parents and i i'm as you're talking i'm like there are so many parents who need this program because <laughs> you know like we're born we're born with this awareness and children have this authenticity and this awareness and they don't just like lose it on the way to school. I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, where they are parents, they um, lose touch with it. And then we learn it by modeling. Um, and then we have children and we perpetuate the same cycle. So it seems like this program could also be a great way to stop perpetuating that tendency we have to live in our heads and not, you know, be authentic with ourselves so that we can model that authentic living um, for our children. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, to be honest, this program is honestly not just for women. It's for anyone who 
have well just enough awareness to notice oh yeah I keep saying all these stories to myself I need to I need to stop and anyone who even have that sense this program is for you it's not really women centric it's just that I want to specialize in niche but at the end of the day truly it's just for anyone who can relate to what I'm saying and it's interesting when you mentioned about parents uh, what came to my mind was this documentary that I watched a few weeks ago I thought it was really fascinating I think in UK in one of the high schools they were training uh, children to be mindful and to have mindfulness practice and to learn how to regulate how to feel and manage their emotions if I'm not mm. wrong they call it a mind up program and it was so interesting to see all the little children uh, learning the skills and there was like meditation and so on so one of this boy is um, kind of uh, has some challenge with his classmates and his classmates avoid playing with him because he tends to be a bit too violent um, but uh, he generally just wants to play but he doesn't realize that he's being uh, rough with uh, the other children and so they're avoiding him and all this avoidance makes him rather angry so he seems to have this angry disposition and also at home he has this young, uh, younger brother that just is um, sometimes face things that's rather mean and they always end up fighting. So at home and in school, he was having all these issues. After he went through this program, which by the way, his father also has a kind of like an anger management issue. So after he finished this program, and just like children, they're so excited, they want to share with their parents what they learned. So he went back home and he was telling his mother, he was trying to teach his mother to meditate and all that, and his mother just was like, okay, you know what? Um, like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm so not doing this, you know, like, this is all just too out there for me. Um, the mother was just not interested and wanted no part of it. The father, on the other hand, was observing his son and noticed that his son's behavior has changed. His son no longer fight with the younger brother. He just, he changed his behavior. He just take a deep breath, and I think they teach them, you know, like, count to ten and all that. And he was doing all that whenever his little brother aggravated him. And his father was observing all his behavior, and he was also sharing his father, you know, when you're angry, you know, please don't shout, uh, do this instead, you know, at, at school, that's what the teacher teach me. And so he decided that, hey, you know, I'm 53, I need my boy to teach me how to manage my emotion. And that was a wake-up call for him. And because of his son modeling for him, he was, uh, he took more mindful effort to manage his anger whenever it arrives. So I was so touched and moved when I saw this documentary. So mindfulness practice is real. It has a very real uh, ripple effect on the people around you. But the only one you can control at the end of the day is yourself. So if you think someone around you have an anger issue, well, I'm not sure. Maybe you can start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is managing your own emotions and how you're reacting to that. Mm-hmm. What a great yeah. story. So I think, um, yeah, even that, like when I saw the documentary and I saw the expression on the, the, the father's face when he was sharing this uh, revelation, he had that, you know, my son had to teach me 
how to manage mm-hmm. my anger and get emotional. I was like, so beautiful, just so beautiful. I'm just going back to what I mentioned earlier. That children are pure. They they come with this uh, intuition, and they get maybe they get affected by the environment, but given the right influences, like in this school, this mindfulness practice, children so quickly go back to their source of power, you know, and we have so much to learn from children, things that we already have, we just forgot. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. It is true. So well, what is someone's sign? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you could go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask, wait. what? <laughs> 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 What um you were being like really polite now, which is a good thing. It's authentic <laughs> polite. Um, <laughs> um I'm curious, so what is someone what are the essentials of this program? Like if so, when somebody signs I will claim it when people sign up for this program, not if when, because it's an awesome program. When they sign up for this program, um what what are they getting into? What what is what are they committing to? What are the essential elements to this program? Okay, I love this question because um, this program was not designed to be too relaxing, I have to admit, because there is a lot of work that we need to do here, a lot of um, grounds to cover. So that's why it's a six-month coaching program. And you can take the three-month option, but I feel that, you know, the the effects that we are looking for um, might not manifest that uh, you, you know, as much because of the time constraint. So I would rather this be a six-month program. Weekly commitment would be more or less about like two and a half to three hours. And what happens is there is this uh, weekly coaching call, which I call the smashing call. So there will be a topic for the week, like, okay, this this week um, our area of focus our mindful focus is on this topic, and that will be like about a 70-minute call. And there is one alignment call in the midweek just to check on you and see if there's anything that you need immediate support with. And there's, of course, the smash diary where you have to write at least five sentences every night about oh, what's your reflection and insights for the day and whether you want to set an intention for the next day. There's this weekly reflection email that the client will have to write that captures the totality of what has transpired for the week uh, for her. And she can basically simply just use the entries in her smash diary to jot her memory about the entire week. And there are like bonuses such as like Shaktified. Shaktified is a fun component of Sorry Special because um, it extends the work that we are doing together to support the client in a more encompassing, holistic manner. Uh, so that's where all the support resources come in. For example, like um, my Warrior Goddess lesson comes in, um, like uh, the AFC sessions to anchor in all the new intentions that you might have from the week and I have this Shakti on Fire free coaching series so every week Shakti fight is different so there's an element of different you don't feel like oh every week we're doing the same thing uh, so it will be the different stuff and I am also a Shi Yang 
facilitator. So that's a kind of a sacred dance that you do in a, a women's circle to celebrate your divinity in your human form. Uh, it's, move, it's movement related, but actually it's not really dancing. It's more of just um, connecting with the feminine Shakti energy that's inside you. And that's optional if something that the client is not comfortable, we don't have to do it. So Shaktify is also very flexible in that sense. And there is this element of, I call the Shakti there, where it's aimed to push you beyond your comfort zone. So it's just meant to be a friendly there, for you to have fun and just be playful. So I might bring in elements that, um, I'm not sure, maybe a little bit cheeky. <laughs> But it will kind of just just the whole because I didn't want it to be like a, oh oh so serious program you know I want it to be fun and playful so that's where uh, the shakti there element helps to bring that into the program. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. <laughs> and and you yeah, you I want it to be young. Yeah, and you have all of those talents. You know, you you are a dancer, right? And um, yes. so so you can bring all of these things and also help women break through some of the stories they have about their bodies. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, and 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 you're a beautiful model too, right? You you oh, take all you, of these Debbie. awesome pictures and um, so I know, it, right? Jeez, so you know, know, like you're you're a great role model for you know being being present in your body and being um, feeling good about your body and so it all ties together. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's truly what I want to do, like to bring all of me, all that I've experienced, all that I've learned into the program so you can uh, imagine how precious um, this program is. To me, it's really personal, actually. It's not like, a, well, this is what I do, is commercial and so on, but it's so deeply personal. I'm really bringing everything that I have used to do my inner work into this program. So... I've always felt like why does coaching program always have to feel so serious because I've been through tons of them through the years and I think it should be fun and hey, we we are women, we are Shakti, we have this beautiful body and we need to celebrate it, we don't do enough of it, we're like, we're so busy being a wife, we're so busy being a mother, we're so busy being a daughter-in-law, mother-in-law and you know, an employer, entrepreneur, hey, excuse me, hello, what happened to being a woman? Because there was what mm -hmm. you were born. Everything else are just roles that you take on as life flows. But first and foremost, you are a woman. So how about doing it the other way around? Celebrate being a woman and standing in a woman that's Shakti, which I call woman, standing in her divine feminine power from that place of power you go out and you play all your different roles and that will be uh, such a powerful and more magnificent way to live rather than putting it last and what that means is most of the time uh-uh it doesn't happen mhm mm right. mhm mm mhm totally agree totally agree so um 
I, I didn't know if you have had um, any element questions of, you know, like with the fire and all of that, Lynetta, uh, because I know that you're really interested in that. We only have about five minutes left, and then um, we can have Joy um, tell everybody, you know, how to contact her and uh, her website and, and your free offers. And we have to figure out where we're going to put these because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get them on the show page. And if not, what's the best way for people to um, get these offers from you? So, Lynette, mm. do you want to, mm-hmm. do you have any question that you want to ask? Yeah, I think you, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I do. Um, a lot of work with the metaphors of the using the metaphors of the elements earth air fire water and fire is one of those tricky elements you know it's it's beautiful it's powerful and i always say you know fire can either warm a family or burn down their house um <laughs> on how you direct it so i would love to know your take on fire and and how you use it in your work and and what how you conceptualize it how you see it Okay, that's it. We need a separate conversation privately after this call because I love the four elements. Ever since Warrior Goddess last year and me doing the firewall, there was also the time when I got really interested in shamanism. After my Warrior Goddess retreat, I went on a private shamanic retreat in Sedona last year. So I consider myself a shamanic practitioner, but you know I'm just a baby and I do my own practice. I sage the house, I do my new moon, full moon ritual, and you know little things like that. Uh, fire, mm. as you would have, you can imagine. Last year, and I think even this year, is a huge element, a huge force in my life right now. Is just burning all those old stories that no longer serve me, standing in my mm. power. And in fact, one of the daily kind of a, a visualizations that I'll do every day in the morning is I will visualize um, having the, the fire in my belly because we truly have a fire in my belly. Uh, this is the solar plexus chakra. That's that's uh, the element of your willpower comes into the mm-hmm. picture. So I will just imagine this flame in my belly and this flame is just burning away everything that is disempowering for me, all the disempowering stories I might have, the feelings about myself and about other people. I would just visualize this flame in my tummy burning away all the things that doesn't serve me and then imagine Mm. this uh, protective bubble around myself after I've kind of done my burning and just giving thanks to fire for serving me every day like that, cleansing me all over again, giving me rebirth uh, before I set out Mm. into the day, accomplishing whatever I want to do, knowing in my heart that um, the fire element has served me. And uh, okay, so this is not fire, this is more water, but since we're at the topic of what I do, in the morning, I actually do this thing that ah, some people might find peculiar. So when I shower every day, so when I on the 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 water and you know just wait for it to heat up. When I on the mm-hmm. water, before I on, I will always say a prayer. I will always say thank you water for purifying me before I mm. on my water. So um, and then when I step into the shower, I will just imagine like as if like you're stepping in front of a waterfall and you are being cleansed. You're being cleansed by water. Our body is 70% water. So we are so water. We have to respect water. It is the fountain of life. So that's kind of the little things I do every day to just remind myself of the element. And even as Mm -hmm. I step in the shower, I will 
as I give thanks, as I imagine the water purifying and cleansing my body, my energetic body, my physical body, I will also have a sense of my the contact of my feet on the ground. Mother Earth that keeps us grounded that we actually have beautiful land to walk and fruits that sustain us, that nourish us, essential oil that helps us do healing. So much goodness from Mother Earth. So I'll bring in all these elements in my private time in the morning as I shower, you know, freshen up for the day. That's, you know, I will visualize all this element and then I'll just breathe in um, breath of gratitude. That's your four elements, the fire, earth, water. Mm-hmm. So I think oh, you I can love that. Your, your, yeah, you can do it. You, I mean, it's just be creative and just play with it. Just have fun. Have your own little simple uh, four elements ritual that you do in the morning. So you get a sense of the connectedness with the oneness that's out there. And just get reminded. Don't get locked in your little world. Oh, this is what I need to do today. Sure, that's important. But hey, how about just celebrating being connected with the four elements that serve us every day. They serve us even without our word of thanks. They are still there every day. Every day they show up, just like the sun. Every day they show up just to serve us, just to nourish us, just to sustain us. Hey, how about just one second of thanks? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, thank you for that. That's a whole yeah, show in and of itself, you. seriously. We totally need to connect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well maybe that could be that could be another show we can do just on the elements. Mm, I bet oh, that. I was actually toiling with the idea of uh, writing a book about the four elements and how I you know, just a fun book, uh, how I incorporate it into my own life because I think uh more and more people are interested in shamanism and I don't pretend to be an expert. But it's a challenge because we live in most of us live in, you know, the city, like we we don't have a support. How do we do this in our daily life? So it will mm-hmm. be like a fun book where I would just share this is how I try to include it in my daily life, even though I live in a city. I don't have a shamanic community, but I still connect with the four elements in my own small ways, like, you know, like that in practical little Mm -hmm. ways that I can include in my life so that I don't just get trapped in thinking of me. And the, the, the me is very, very small in the whole grand scheme of things. So you get lost thinking that you are the entire universe, right? But you're not. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Sense, no, it's so true. You are not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so true, it's so true. Yeah, I love that. I do things where I release energy into the ground, and my kids mm-hmm. and I will literally go out and dance in the rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. part of that. Because, you know, everybody's always running out of the rain, and I'm like, the rain is beautiful. Dance in the rain. Yes. People, come on. Yes. It's like you said, cleansing and purifying, and I love it. Yes, that's a show right yes. there. It's a show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, okay, I can't help but sneak in one more quick tip, and that's so simple. Every time when it rains, um, you don't have to go around in the rain if you don't like that. You're like, okay, that's not cool. I'll catch a cold, blah, blah. Fine. But you can just open the window because I'm just breathing in the, the air during uh, mm-hmm. when it rains. It's beautiful and it releases a lot of negative ions. It's so good, so good for your body. And guess what? It's free. You connect with the earth, and you you do you bring in um you know a good air into your body. All you need to do is just open the window and just mm. breathe. So 
very, very simple things that you can do in your daily life. No excuse. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, Lin- Lynetta, why don't you take a minute to tell people how they can reach you, and then we'll go to Joy. Yes, yes. Um, you can reach me on my website, Dr. Dr. L. Willis. Uh, .com, and um, you can read about my ele- elemental living, parenting, and personal leadership work that I'm doing there. Um, yes, and I will turn it over to Joy because I want her to have time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Joy. My website is joyling.com, J-O-Y-L-E-N-G.com. I do have a podcast myself, shaktionfire.com, where there's so many free resources. In fact, every show has at least one free gift. So, you know, really go and binge it out. (laughs) Shakti on Fire is S-H-A-K-T-I on Fire. Okay. And and where are we going to list these... um free gifts that you're uh, giving so generously to our listeners, if I cannot get this on the show page because I've been having trouble with blog talk today, can Mm. I get them on your website or? Yes. So I have an idea. So how about, um, because we have an interview with you as well. What if I put all the free gifts on that, that blog post? where it's your interview, so, you know, all the links for the free gifts will be that. What do you think of that? That would be fine. That would be fine. Um, I can also put it, put them connected to the Facebook uh, post, um, on, but I didn't know if you wanted me to do that. But if you want to link it to mine, that would be just fine. So people would have to look up yeah, on sure. your website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's awesome. And I just want to thank you both, and I'm so glad we were able to connect and work through all of this and smash this this problem with Blog Talk Radio. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that we, we, thank so we you made so this. much for having me. Oh, you're so very welcome. Um, it's my honor. Mm-hmm. And we can we can um, talk about making another show and talking about the elements in the future. That would be fun. Ooh, that'd be, awesome. That'd be yeah. awesome. Okay. I, I can feel yeah. that Joy would be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> on yeah. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> okay. So um, why don't you guys just hang on a minute while I close the show. And I do want to say a prayer for all the people in California now. For they ha- They're having terrible fires there. And I just want to um, say a prayer and blessings, send blessings their way and send lots of water their way so um, so that God can help um, put out those fires. And mm-hmm. I feel so I feel so blessed and honored. It's such a privilege to bring our listeners, all of my inspirational hosts, to Angel Heart Radio. Everyone that I interview has brought so much love and wisdom to all of us. And for that, I am very grateful to be part of this beautiful sacred space. Thank you, Anaya. Mm -hmm. 
And when in doubt, never underestimate the power of prayer. You are being listened to and heard throughout the universe, and it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you, and God bless you. I'm having trouble closing this show at the moment. Hmm. Let's see what happens. Well, we're just going to have to say goodbye now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. It was okay. speaking okay. with you, Joy. <laughs> Same here. Yeah, let's get connected. Um, I would love to talk more. Definitely, oh. definitely. Mm. And thank oh. you, Deb. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so glad we were able thank to you, do Deb. this. Indeed, but I thought it was perfect because, you know, things always start off wobbly. And I was just thinking of my story and your story and how this interview was. I was just perfect. It was a perfect representation of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, well, you guys have a wonderful day, and I will catch up with both of you. Perfect. You too, Dad. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. You can check out who's on, when we're on, and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.